When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. live from Florida's capital city. This is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Fine balls McWednesday to you and yours. I'm Jeff. Director Matthew is here in studio. Producer extraordinaire Tom Lang is at the Hizzy where he will join us uh, yet again. Hey, keep those sickly germs away from me. You, That's right. You're doing the right thing. You stay out there in Tom land until you're ready to Read the air with the rest of us. On Twitter, it's at Jay Cameron Show. And uh, all right, so it's a it's a weird kind of week as we get the show started today. And thank you for being here. Appreciate you always. Uh, it's funny, the, the, one, the perspective that uh, you gain over time watching uh, the silliness that goes on with these uh, shows that, uh, you know, like we were all set up. I'll give you a behind the scenes. Uh, yeah, last night going into the... Um, committee reveal the rankings the dog and pony show that we don't talk about a lot on this show remember the way that we kind of talked about it at all at the outset of the year was to say uh, you know what it'd be pretty nice if you're in a situation where you're part of that larger discussion that is used to uh, create debate and incite fan bases everywhere (laughs) and drum up publicity for their tv show um but you remember at the time i was i was thinking it was funny how we went into all that and i said uh well you know i i I guess that uh being part of that discussion the larger discussion will be a good thing because it means that you have um put yourself in a position to matter and to be in a position that matters means that you've taken yet another step forward so florida state's done that but i i get it every time one of these shows happens my email inbox and Twitter and everybody debating. I always just laugh. I'm like, man, that you're doing what they want you to do. I mean, that's a made-for-TV show. And it is hilarious, the inconsistencies in their argument. I would hate to be that committee chair. I would hate it. Like, you got to go out there and contradict yourself. You got to go out there and constantly say things that you know are at odds with things you said just the week before or that a certain set of 
attributes that involve one program or their schedule and another, well, it applies here, but it won't apply here, and you're just going to take a beating because you know it's a leap in logic. I mean, it's uh, – I'll say this. When Florida State beats North Alabama this weekend, if Washington uh, does, in fact, beat Oregon State, we're getting jumped. You know that, right? I mean, Florida State will be jumped, and deservedly so. I mean, I think Washington should be ahead of Florida State right now. They have a better win than we have. But I think Florida State and Washington should both be ahead of Michigan. So there you go. And, you know, I mean, if we're, if we're doing the schedule thing, anyhow, I could certainly see that. But they're not going to do that. And you don't have to worry about it because, luckily, there are lots of games to be played, including what will probably be if Washington survives this weekend. I don't know that they will. Uh, but if they do, they still have to play Oregon again, and they're not going to beat Oregon. They shouldn't have beat him the first time. And they won't beat him the second time. But I also wouldn't worry about that because Michigan and Ohio State do play one another. So you're going to be all right. Just keep on winning and get your rest. Don't worry about all the nonsense and the debates on Twitter and the stuff that you hear analysts say during that committee ranking reveal. I mean, that's just the better way to go about this because you're going to drive yourself nuts. Tom, did you get your rest last night? Did you stay up, watch this, and get angry? Or what, what did you do there, buddy? Uh, no, I mean, you know, I, I watched it because uh, there was some stuff to do on the site side, like, you know, roll out on social media and and, um, and so forth, those, those kinds of things. But I, I was a little surprised to see that we were not jumped because I thought they would be looking for some more drama. But when I saw how high Mizzou had climbed in the rankings, you know, I think they're up to number eight in the country, mm-hmm. maybe number nine. At any rate, they move up all those spots that they did. I knew that Georgia would be number one at that point because there's no possible way you can argue with what it's done to Ole Miss and Tennessee and then Mizzou being a top 10 team. There's no way you could argue that Georgia isn't and doesn't have the number one resume at that point. So I figured, well, in that moment, now we're getting down to number seven and number six. They might leave us at number four because – they were looking for some kind of sizzle for the show and flipping one and two is, is probably the way that they're going to go. And, and that's what they did. Uh, I, I don't think I agree with you. I, I don't think Washington is going to run the table, but if they did, they should probably be number two or number one in the country. Yeah. Yeah. The they should. Yes. They have the best win in the country. Yeah. Yeah. The, the only I, argument I, against it is Texas's win on the road at Alabama. That's the only other win that you say is on par with that win that they have over Oregon. Yeah, I, you could argue that. I, I think at that point, though, Oregon's loss is better than Texas' loss. I mean, it's just yeah, you, you get yeah. into the, the nitty-gritty with you know Oregon, Alabama, and Texas right now in that one-loss situation. I think most of these things are going to resolve themselves. We go 13-0, we've got nothing to fear. And chances are we'll be higher than number four if we go 13-0. We could be as, as high as number two. Could be, yeah. I would think yeah, I'm not worried situation. about it. Yeah, we might fall for a week after this Saturday. To number yeah. five, yeah. If if Washington wins, I think we most assuredly will fall, uh, and and they'll move up. And uh, I I got no problem with that. I I thought they should last night. I thought for sure Washington would be ahead of Florida State. Like I said, I think Washington should be ahead of Michigan. Yeah, the only thing that you could argue, while Washington has a better win, and I'm not trying to fall for the trap here, but while Washington has a better win, their back to back performances against Arizona State and Stanford, in which they're in real danger of losing both of those games is worse than the worst of what Florida State's resume looks like. I mean, there, there's no argument about that. They just scored an offensive touchdown against 
Arizona State, and a kid drops in a two-point game with three minutes to go. A kid drops a wide-open fourth-down throw that puts Stanford over midfield. And, you know, and Washington would be in, a, in, in danger of losing to Stanford, who, again, isn't good either. So, you know, if you want to look at, say, the Boston College result for Florida State and say, bad on you, Florida State, Washington has more of those than we have, but they do have the better win. And if they... They got better wins, plural, I, I would say, yeah. I think, I, 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 yeah, if they put it to rest this weekend, like I said, if they beat Oregon State this weekend, yeah. they'll, they'll move in front. Uh, and it won't matter. It really won't matter at all. I, I think what happens is people watch that and they get, they get so caught up in whomever it is that is the talking head that they don't like who doesn't share their opinion. And it's, listen, I don't know that the talking heads that are doing the talking share that opinion. I don't think that they believe the things that they're saying. <laughs> they're being told. It's a TV show. It's like, we've got to create drama, so you kind of got to say this, or you got to say that. I don't know how much freedom they have to just wing it and tell you what they really think. Yeah, no, I totally agree. You've got to say something, I think, is is probably how the meeting goes. you got to say something, guys, you know, because the, the first two rollouts of the rankings, it was identical one through six. Yeah, maybe everything was the same. Eight, yeah, one, yeah. Was all the way through eight, maybe? Because they've sold advertising for this thing, Tom. They're going to get people to watch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I, I really think the first ranking is the most important uh, until you get to that final week when you have the penultimate before conference championship weekend and then, and then the big one that actually counts for something, which is on Sunday. But the first one sets the precedent, and it's hard to move around and over teams that haven't lost, that are ahead of you, unless yeah, there's yeah. you know mountains of evidence. So if we were at number six or number seven in that first ranking, which we never would have been, but if we were there in that first ranking, that it is at that point that I would be nervous. But it never got to that place. Like, for example, I think the Texas-Alabama thing is fascinating uh, as as you get towards conference championship weekend because by no rights can Alabama hop no. over Texas. And people are making uh, assumptions that that will happen. If they have the exact same record, yeah. that if Alabama beats Georgia, right, and wins the mm -hmm. SEC, uh, and they have the exact same record, uh, that Alabama would jump Texas. But I don't think they would. The only way that you could justify that if you're the committee, and I'm not saying it's right, but the only way that you could justify it if you're the committee is if between now and the Monday of conference championship weekend or the Tuesday of conference championship weekend, somehow Alabama was already ahead of Texas and Oregon was in between them. You know, like mm -hmm. you have to have mm -hmm. a buffer. And this is the, the stupid stuff that we've got to sweat for this one more year if you're a team that has one loss right now. For us, unfortunately, we've just been screwed that the two teams that were titans of our schedule in September have seven combined losses. Like, so that's where the get out of jail free card was my refrain. The entirety of the offseason doesn't exist. They let a match to that sucker because LSU and Clemson couldn't stop losing. So, yeah, it, we just need it. But if we do what we need to do over the next three weeks and we're going to be favored to do over the next three weeks. And it's just a matter of what seed we get in the top four. It's not a matter if we get one of the top four seeds. Yeah, it's just a matter of where you are within the four and who you play and where. And, and that's, you know, I'm excited about watching that play out I I honestly think I mean we all have it in our minds in my mind I think Oregon's going to beat Washington and they will be a one-loss team that makes the playoff uh it's a coin flip game Georgia and Alabama let's assume Georgia wins the game let's say that they can stop Milrow from running uh all over everybody like he has currently let's just say that happens all right so now Georgia's in obviously as the one seed uh the winner of the Michigan Ohio State game is in uh and then you have you know whoever wins the Big 12 let's see if Texas loses 
in that game, then then probably you know you have a situation where um, a one loss Washington could get in, or a one loss Alabama, or that would be a two loss Alabama team if they lose. So that yeah, it gets interesting then. Well, yeah, there's only one spot if we yeah, went yeah, out. If we went out, yeah, wins. yeah, yeah, it's right. So I forgot to add us into this equation. Yeah. yeah. So uh, don't be like the committee now. And, you know, no, just kidding. The yeah, committee yeah. has us. Uh, the committee feels better about us than maybe you know we have rights to to feel. Or, well, I think or, that's or, what's crazy is that I most years. I mean, go back to when we were the defending national champions in the midst of a 29-game yeah. losing streak, and they were trying to find a way to get Florida State out. The opposite seems true this year. Like, for, to your point, our best wins have really been minimalized greatly. And so all of a sudden, the things that we thought were going to be so important turned out not to be important, and we've given plenty of reason for people to question us. I mean, we haven't looked great in some wins uh, lately. And so, and yet the committee's like steadfastly next to Florida State, we got you, baby. Well, where they pick and choose, this is where I get more miffed than anything. You know, if you're on the desk, you've got to, you got to do something. We got eight minutes till we got to break, guys. Fill the air. You mm-hmm. know, like that's okay. That, yeah. That's not an easy thing to do. But when you are somebody who builds the Chirons and builds the graphics and you pick and choose what, you know, like what for you're example, show, that first, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember the first one? First, yeah. They gave Ohio State their credit, but they didn't give us. Correct. They went three teams, not four. It's like, well, why'd you stop at three? Four get in. Mm-hmm. So, so what are we doing here about okay. four get into the playoff last night? There's not a buy for number one and two and three got to yeah, play Yeah, they were other. shaping the narrative. They were shaping the discussion, yeah. That, I think, is underhanded, and that's the thing that gets me a little bit. It's it, it's like uh, what Schleyball used to do with Jameis Winston with the passive voice in, in, in the writing of his articles when there, there was nothing – the district attorney had dismissed everything. Like there was never going to be a charge in the first place. Right. You know, just I didn't like some of the language there because it implies something that's not true. So the one issue I have is while they did pick two metrics last night between Florida State and Washington, that shows that Washington has the better resume. Yeah. Efficiency says Florida State is the better football team. And that's clearly what they're looking at. We're the more balanced football team because efficiency wise, we're more, uh, we're higher ranked at both offense and defense. We don't have a peak in a valley like Washington does. They peak on offense, and they valley on defense, and we don't do that. And I think that's the reasoning why, maybe in addition to the eye test, that they have us above Washington. But when you see the graphic on the screen, everybody's going to say, "Clear as day, the, the clear as day. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah, this yeah. is an ironclad case," and that's just not true. Because again, traveling back in time to the first rankings release. If those pieces of logic were true, we wouldn't have been number four to begin with. You know, that first week we would have been number two or number one in the country. So that's how they get you. That's uh, yeah, how they that's, get you. That's why I called it a made for TV show and why you can't get upset. And and Casper, I already said this uh, at the outset of the show, which is if Florida State wins out the end no matter what. So that's that's uh, that's the whole thing. You can't get worried. You can't get mad. Don't worry. When we drop this week after beating North Alabama and fall to five. If Washington, assuming Washington wins, and that's not an assumption I'm really necessarily going to make. Uh, I think it's a hell of a game Washington has. In fact, you can make an argument for Redemption Thursday. One may take Oregon State there. Yeah. Um, I, I Okay. I, I'm alert to that. I think the public's <laughs> on that too. It's just, yeah. you know, it's like there are a couple lines out there. Like, for example, I, I saw the opening line for Clemson against North Carolina. It was Clemson minus six and a half or seven. You know, like they're seven mm-hmm. point favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so. There's a couple of things that don't jive with the rankings. Um, the one thing I'd say is, you know, ask yourself the question if you're a Seminoles fan. Do you think that Florida State could be the number one seed at any point reasonably? And I don't think they can. So at that point, I want the path of least resistance to 13-0. and 0. 
Like, I don't care if Louisville goes undefeated the rest of the way. I hope they get beat up and they're, they're the last person standing in the ACC championship. Right, I don't right. think having the number nine team or the number 10 team in the country playing against us in the ACC championship game does much of anything. You know, it doesn't. It, no, the perception of the ACC is already bad anyhow, and, it, and it's done that to itself. So uh, you're not going to get much of a bump and you don't need it. Just win out. Right. What? I, yeah, exactly. What I'm saying is it's not going to put you over the top. So if it's not going to put you over the top, send me the worst team. Send me the most beat up team. Send me a team that people from Washington or the Pac-12 complain about and say, well, they lost their three best players. Sure. Yeah. Don't care. Tough we luck. went out. We're in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's why I have a neighbor who gets so upset about this. It's not the the neighbor that's unfortunately seen me on the back deck. It's a different neighbor, and I'm always like, "Hey, man, it's okay. It's okay. Don't be a conspiracy theorist. We're all right. If we if we just went out, we're in. You don't have to worry about it. You can try to come up with a million scenarios in your head. I heard people doing this today. Uh, sports talk in general. There is this thought that they're like, well, you know what? They're getting ready to screw Texas. They're going to jump Alabama over them no matter what. Ha-. I'm like, no, no, no matter what. No, you, you can't just throw that out there. It's not no, no. matter what. <laughs> the only way they can do that is if they jump Texas, uh, sorry, jump Alabama through Oregon and past Oregon. You need the buffer in order to be able to justify it. And I, I don't think they're in a position where they could do that. No. And the thing is, I would change my argument if next week against Florida – Florida was potentially where Louisville is and they're top 10 because you could potentially, yeah, let's yeah. just say, have a, a disappointing setback, win the ACC championship, and then maybe you're in that argument with Oregon, Alabama, and Texas, and, and maybe you could find a way to meander yourself into the position. But as it stands right now, it's extremely simple. It's binary. Mm-hmm. If you have zero in the loss column you're after in. 13 games, you're in. If you have one, you're not. Yeah. You're not. Yeah, then you have to hope for some help. That's what it is if you've got one. If you got none, you don't have to worry about it. You can go, well, you know, we didn't leave it to chance, guys. We won all of our games, every last one of them. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply hello there podcasters oh don't worry i won't prattle on for two minutes like i do with some of the other reads zaxby's doesn't demand it of me (laughs) Zaxby's like, look, just tell everybody that we have the best chicken sandwich in all the land. That's easy. I can do that. I can attest to that. A delicious, thick, juicy, tasty Zaxby's chicken sandwich is where it's at. Of course, the strips are a given. You like the strips. We get the strips on game days. The platters are lifesavers. Mm-hmm. If you're going to a party, a pool party, say, this summer, and what do I bring? Just bring a Beer Giant thing. No. and Zaxby's. Worry about the beer. You bring the Zaxby's, you're going to be the hero. Just uh-huh. make sure you get all the sauces, too. They've got like 97 sauces, and they're all delicious. I don't know if you guys know this. There are 27 Zaxby's in Tallahassee alone. 27. You can't miss them. I think that's true in general in every city in America. They're like so peach trees in Atlanta. They're everywhere. Look around. Find you a Zaxby's and get after it. By the way, your Tallahassee Zaxby's a proud Golden Chief booster. 
for 18 years. Go Knowles. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Jeff Cameron, Show 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Good to be with you. Happy balls, Big Wednesday. Brandon, I'll get to your assessment there in just a moment, but let's first do this because uh, it's fun. Four-star defensive lineman, Nasir Johnson of Dublin, Georgia. Hey, put this commitment from the University of Florida today and instead chose Georgia. A lot of people, industry insiders, thought this was uh, coming. Six foot five, three hundred and fifty pound, three hundred and fifteen pound defensive lineman has been committed to the University of Florida since June. Uh, quote: Feel like since Georgia has the better background with producing and developing, I'd be better off there. Want to be developed to the point where I'm league ready by the time I leave college. I want to be another one of those first round draft picks that Georgia is producing. So uh, that's a that's a quote uh, about why it is he flipped from. Florida to Georgia, he joins several young men that are flipping and leaving the University of Florida's class that was so highly regarded. Uh, Whatever for, uh, was it the 7,000 yards given up uh, in the last football game that you watched uh, the University of Florida's defense play? Was it perhaps the 36 points I think Arkansas scored in the swamp a week after scoring three points against Mississippi State? Is that uh, perhaps a, a trend you don't like? Florida's trending in the wrong direction, which brings me back to where we sit, trending in the right direction. And those rumors continue to, um, I think, really lead us to one conclusion, and that is Florida State is on the cusp of some more good news. It just you, you almost get, if you call around and you talk to folks involved in all of this, doesn't it feel like more and more every day that the number one recruit in the country and the number one receiver in the country, same guy, Jeremiah Smith, may be on the cusp of flipping his commitment from Ohio State to Florida State. And can you now imagine the buzz that that creates for Florida State, which is already gaining positive momentum with every day that goes by? Now you bring in potentially, if it happens, and it may, and it feels like it's going to, my opinion. You bring that kid in, and you can forget about it. Katie, bar the door, man. Sky's the limit. You may not overpass Georgia, overcome Georgia's recruiting class, which continues to grow and continues to be incredible. But not bad, huh? If you finish number two in the country, perhaps. Like you said, Tom, it doesn't have to be two. It can be three. It's more about the the valuable pieces that you're adding and those that are filling needs. But yeah, there's no getting around. We know what kind of buzz is created in the recruiting world when a top player, a top one player, two player, three player in the country says, yeah, yeah, I agree, everybody. I think Florida State's got it going on, and that's where I'm going. Yeah, it's a fun subplot to watch. I mean, Jeremiah said it himself coming out of the game this weekend, Florida State, Miami, he was here to see it, that Florida State's the leader. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's yeah. committed to Ohio State, but Florida State is the leader for his services. So. Um, 
you know, if he was to actually finish follow through and, and say that he is officially committed to Florida State, that'd be something else. He also right now has uh, his final official visit planned for Florida State yeah. the final weekend before signing day, yeah. which is December 16th. So it's just Florida State is in as healthy of a position as it possibly can be to land a player like that, and he's different. That dude is different. So, you know, there are times where you get a, a receiver and you say, oh, great, here's a fifth receiver in the class or a fourth receiver. Call me when they get a defensive lineman. Now, this receiver can make an impact on a game um, and for a program the way that the kinds that Alabama has sent to the NFL in the last 10 Correct. years can do that. Correct, yes. Yeah. This, this is a potential NFL all-pro type prospect in high school. Now, get him here in this offense and let it go. The best part of this of – this, um, subplot that's going on right now frankly is on social media which usually doesn't provide any joy at all but have you seen what's going on with brian hartline the uh, receivers yeah. coach at ohio state yeah really quite weird it is weird it's, it's got really, really weird. weird it's yeah insecure energy for somebody who has produced a ton of it i mean ohio state has has been the alabama of recent years it in terms makes of churning. no sense they've churned out a gazillion wide receivers every year you just kind of assume these days that ohio state has the best collection of receivers in football so psa for those of you out there maybe that are uh, older than than mr cameron here on the other side of the glass but you know if you like something on x or twitter people can see it so be careful what you like especially if uh, you're not a uh, hip to the whole social media game, because that goes on record. And, and Brian Hartline's account, the wide receivers coach for Ohio state is liking all sorts of social media posts that are discrediting Keon Coleman's greatness because Keon Coleman is Jeremiah Smith's favorite player in college football right now. And it's not Marvin Harrison and Brian Hartline can't handle that. And Which so he is wants weird. You're an adult. What is wrong with you? Get it together, dude. He, he wants to knock down Keon Coleman's hero, or sorry, uh, Jeremiah Smith's hero down a peg by liking tweets that discredit him. That is just so small time, it's ridiculous. That tells you how worried you Ohio to be is. a child is what it would reveal you to be. You're not a serious person. You're not somebody to take seriously. You're a clown. You're engaged in a social media war with a child? <laughs> you, sir, are a buffoon. I mean, that is it's, it's humiliating. His family should be humiliated. What are you doing, dumbass? It's awesome. You're further emboldening Jeremiah's choice to go to Florida State. If I were that kid's father or coach and I saw that behavior from Brian Hartline, I'd say, well, you're not going there. This guy's a tool. We're going to go ahead and go to Florida State where there are grown-ups running the operation. Jesus Christ. I mean, that's an embarrassment. He should quit. So as we sit here now and watch this play out, I'm further emboldened by Jeremiah Smith's uh, return in effort to, to go to Florida State. I mean, if you're dealing with that kind of dumbassery, why would you not? It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Welcome back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by Legendary Home Loans, a mortgage experience designed around speed, simplicity, and customer service. Before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com. FSUHomeLoans.com. <laughs> Jeff Cameron, Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV, District 850. Going to host yet again. Should be a lot of fun for all of us as we get set to help out the kids 
of the Guardian Ad Litem, the fine folks at the Guardian Ad Litem. By the way, on that note, it's a kind of a dual thing here. I want to point to, um, you know, we, we've been doing this with uh, the Guardian Ad Litem, and I've worked closely with Deborah Moore, the circuit director there uh, at the statewide Guardian Ad Litem office for, for years, and they do amazing work. Obviously, these kids are in a tough situation, and um, they – often uh, need your help. Uh, and I've over the years, we've talked a lot about collecting toys and gift cards and all of the things that uh, can help these kids have a, a, a Christmas, if you will, a traditional one in that way. Um, but also, I don't mention as often uh, the need for volunteers. And they're trying really hard to kind of get the information out there. They're calling all men. They need no more male volunteers. Uh, the the Florida, Guard, uh, Florida Guardian Ad Litem Office, Second Circuit, looking for dedicated individuals, obviously, to join and making a positive impact in our community. If you can become a, a Guardian Ad Litem volunteer and, and mentor a, a foster youth. And they want you to know that this Thursday, that's why time is of the essence, so I'm getting that out here right now. This Thursday, so tomorrow, November the 16th at 530 you can learn more about what it is the Florida Guardian Ad Litem does. If you want to meet over at their office, uh, they'll talk about what volunteering would look like and what the opportunities are. And that is 1920 Thomasville Road. It's a huge conference room. You can go there tomorrow if you're interested. If it's something you've thought about, they really could use more male help, more men out there volunteering their time for young men in foster care. It's 1920 Thomasville Road. Uh, and if you want bring a friend, that's tomorrow at 5.30. So something to think about there. And then what I was also speaking of is, of course, we're going to be having our 2023 Jeff Cameron Show War Champ Bowling Tournament. That'll be next month. That'll be in December. And uh, that'll be awesome because uh, we have a blast there every time. Every year we end up, uh, you know, not only rolling poor game after poor game, or at least I speak for me, uh, but collecting a lot of gift cards and toys for kids. So if you're looking to get out of the house, District 850 invites you to celebrate with them. It's uh, If you if you must know, um, you get uh, $3 bowling, $3 laser tag, $3 dark ride, $3 ropes uh, course. All that stuff's going on right now. That's 2662 Fleischman Road. But our tournament is December the 11th next month. So I think we're caught up. Anything to add to that, Tom? No, just that those savings are today only because it's their third anniversary at District. So this will be the third year they're hosting us as well for the bowling tournament. So we're looking nice. forward to being back there. Nice. But uh, weather's kind of crappy. So how about $3 bowling? There you go. Head I've been out. loving this weather lately, man. This is perfect. Give me overcast, cold, rainy, and a book and a cup of coffee. Forget about it. It's glorious. But I see your point. Bowling, darts, and the like. Good times. Well, I mean, Time was not that long ago that uh, that would make you stir crazy because the kids would usually be in the front yard playing. They didn't have the ability to drive themselves somewhere like Bryce does. And you'd say, I need to get the hell out of the house. I yeah, got to get out uh, of yeah, here. Let, let's, get them, stir crazy. let's tucker them out. Let's let them go play laser tag and drop so they can go to bed at a reasonable hour. Uh, Marcus writes, going to the game this Saturday, I've never felt the need to send off a team like this one. And I have been here since 86. Love you, gents. Go Knowles. Thanks, Marcus. Uh, yeah, you know, your sentiment is shared by others. Somebody mentioned here that um, they were they were hoping that uh, there would be a push to get people to come to this weekend's game. North Alabama, not a huge draw 
People are making plans for the postseason. People are making plans to go to Charlotte for the ACC championship game. Florida State's in that game regardless of what happens in the game against North Alabama or Florida. And they, uh, there it is, Ian contributed to the show today. Sorry if you touched on this already. Are you surprised there isn't a stronger push to have fans drive up to salute the guys that brought us back? Thanks as always. You all are the best. Thanks, Ian. Appreciate that. Um, I, I, you know, listen, I think they know that given that Florida State just played at home for the Miami game and it was a sellout just like the Duke game was a sellout and they've had a bunch of sellouts this year, that it's going to be hard to convince folks to drive from, say, South Florida, Orlando, Tampa, St. Pete, Jacksonville, whatever it might be, to come to a North Alabama game. The sentiment is right. The sentiment that you'd want to salute these guys that are seniors that helped turn this thing around for Florida State. But I feel like that's kind of been done with the attendance this year for the other home games. Uh, they, they have Florida State, once again, we have to remind ourselves that while things have turned around in a lovely way, and it has us all buoyed about our Knowles. Fact is, Florida State hasn't won the ACC championship since 2014, hasn't done anything of real note save for the 10 wins last year, but even then, you didn't win a conference championship, and, uh, you know, you, you you won the bowl over there in Orlando, but it wasn't, you know, so you get my point. So to see the attendance be as good as it's been this year, is really a rapid turnaround. It mirrors the rapid turnaround on the field. Florida State fans have responded immediately to the successes of Mike Norvell, his staff, and these kids. Uh, to see that many people show up without those accomplishments being checked off in the box, you know, like it'll be easy almost next year and the year after to see a lot of folks come to games because Florida State, we think, will have some kind of hardware, we hope, certainly in the form of an ACC championship. Even still, though, with the you know those difficulties that we have as a fan base, you know they're they're only a few hundred away from being sold out. It's just that I don't I think it's going to be more of the Tallahassee audience, the Tallahassee crowd in the surrounding areas, maybe uh, you know Jacksonville, Panama City, and things like that. But I, hey, don't don't care who sits in it as long as it's sold out. So you know they're only a few hundred away. I think that's the ticket office just put out a a, a reminder you know for people to finish the job here and get us sold out. Uh, but I think that in of itself, when you're talking about Syracuse and Virginia Tech and this game, senior night against North Alabama, that you're going to have sold-out atmospheres for those potential games. Might not mean when we're overlooking the Vista, that is mm. Hotel Indigo at 3.30 mm. on a Saturday, that the lots are full. But you know what? They weren't last weekend anyway because we can't figure out how to siphon traffic into the tailgate lots for the Miami game, which makes no damn sense. Uh, but even still, if the traffic situation and, and the plan was perfect by the city, I don't know that the tailgate lots in the IM field would be completely stacked. But the, the stands will be, and that's what matters. So the whole thing that you got to do at this point, you know, to, to the point of Marcus or Ian, is that you stress that people get to the gate at like 530 so they can get in on yeah, time. Yeah to see the ceremony and and honor these kids, get out of your seats for not only the Jordan Travis of the world, but the walk-ons who have been here for several years and live through hell, live through hell. But they love this university and it wasn't paid for their opportunity to play football at Florida State. And now they're on the other side of it. These are the folks that need to be appreciated. Uh, 300 ticks or thereabouts away from a sellout. Is that right, Tom? Is that what you're seeing? Anywhere between 300 and 1,000? I, right. I know this in the past, by the way. Uh, my wife works in the school system and uh, – they do, I saw in their live spectator, can they free up tickets for local kids to attend? They do. They do. Uh, 
uh, when it gets a push comes to shove, in, in particular when there are several thousand tickets away from selling out, they contact all of the schools in Leon County and let them know that there are tickets available for local kids that would like to go to the game and their parents. So that's cool. They do do that. Uh, and, and sometimes it's a complete, here you go, got it. Other times it is is severely discounted, something along those lines. Look at that. Mike Gentine in the house, former radio guy himself, many moons ago. How are you, Mike? He'll be driving down from Annapolis to Charlotte for my first person uh, in-person game in a long time and his son's first ever. Important question, how many Zaxby's location in the Charlotte area? <laughs> Mike, I can't wait to see you, and I have not spoken to you since I think you had your son. Sweet Jesus. Uh, I would tell you that um, in Charlotte, they are lacking compared to the Zaxby's that are in Tallahassee. That's normally the next couple of segments that I get to it. But I think in Charlotte, just the 22 Zaxby's in Charlotte, just the 22, as opposed to, say, the 97 here in Tallahassee. Which I believe 97 is also an important football number. It's the amount of uh, decommitments that uh, Miami had in about a three or four year span there in the early part of the last decade. And I think Florida is going to try and give them a run for their money over the next few years because they're off to a, a rocking start over the last few days. They lost two over the weekend. Yeah. And then you just mentioned, obviously, the kid that's going to Georgia today. So yeah, I think Billy Napier's trying to run down that magic 90 plus number of decommits in a multi-year span. Nasir Johnson is the young man at Dublin High, who, by the way, is uh, there. You know, I've, I've said before, my dad lives in, in Dublin, uh, Georgia, retired there, has land and chills out there in Dublin. Nothing else to do in Dublin, I can tell you that. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm going to maybe put him to work, get him over there talking to Nasir and uh, see if we can work the Cameron magic on that kid and get him to commit to Florida State. He can decommit from Florida as you did today, son. That's step one. Step two is to pick the right school, which would be Florida State as opposed to Georgia. Well, look, we've been more than a, uh, a thorn in the, in the paw print of the Georgia Bulldogs the last few months. Wouldn't that be nice to add another one to the fold? This is a, this is a potential recruiting rival, yeah. Well, this is also a potential recruiting cycle if people want to get involved in the collective side of things. Where you know they lifted that restriction on twenty five per class, a lot of kids want to come here. It's just a lot of kids want to come here. I don't know that we'll be able to fit them in uh, in a lot of different manners, but maybe we could if people got it together a little bit. Maybe we could fit even more of them. Well, here's what I think. I think that having the conversation about which of the kids that you have to politely ask to choose another school because you have too many good players, elite players that want in is the kind of conversation I'm here to listen to. Uh, Let's have that conversation. Which four or five star kid do we need to really think about rescinding the offer to? Which of these guys... Now, listen, this five-star is very good, and if we tell him that he's got to go take it on down the road, he could burn us and choose to go to Alabama or Georgia or, God forbid, Florida. So what do we do here? Do we want – no, but these other two are way better than that kid there, so we've got to let that guy go. All right, well, then I ask you, of these six four-stars along the defensive line that we've got committed, two of whom we think are instant starters – which one of these guys do we have to let go now that this five-star is kicking down the door and is probably a, a first-year starter as well and, you know, portends a first-round draft pick? What do, what do we do? How do we juggle all the stars? Yeah, well, and that's, uh, you know, high school is one thing, the portal's another. So there's, there's a lot of juggling that needs to go on. But the, the better way 
for if you really want a good juggling performance, you add more balls or bowling pins to the juggling performance because the more there are, the more impressive people look at it and say, well, you're like, uh, was it uh, Panda? Is it the Panda woman at the halftime of the basketball she, games? That, yeah, it's amazing. Red Panda. Yeah, yeah. Red Panda. Yeah, she's red a badass. Yeah. 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 That's what we want to be in terms of the collective game is the Red Panda of college football. How do you start practicing something like that? I think you're probably forced as a child by cruel parents who throw you into the family business and you shatter your arm several times over while learning how to balance on a uh, single wheeled cycle and juggling plates and have them land on your head. You probably get hurt a lot. Yeah, I, I think your parents probably have massive scars in their forearms and femurs of like animals biting them because you grew up in, in yeah. the circus type lifestyle. So yeah. they've got burn marks and animal bite marks and things like that. I, I always thought it was much more um, natural for that one guy. Remember the hotel commercial, the guy who could balance all the things mm -hmm. like and then he'd go when he was done, like he'd snap his finger when he was done bouncing. That's a much more natural thing that we do as kids. We try to balance things that are impossibly going to fix up on top of each other but to be on the unicycle like who even owns a unicycle anymore that was a cool thing about 100 years ago well and you'd say uh dad i don't want to get on the unicycle i don't like this idea get on the unicycle son don't you understand what family you belong to my name is yours get on that unicycle yeah <laughs> thank you dr van doren <laughs> so and here's ceramic bowls that will slice your skin if you if you Get this wrong, but here they come. You know what? Here's a sword. Let's see if you can catch yeah, the sword. Yeah. How about how about a flaming uh, a, f a flaming stick with uh, with thorns wrapped around it? <laughs> the world doesn't wait for you to figure this out. You gotta catch it and move on. Don't think about what it is. Just proper technique. What do I say on a daily basis when I wake you up? Technique is everything. Get on the unicycle. You know who would be really good at that? And I'm seeing some things in the chat real quick about Jeremiah Smith and, and uh, removing Ohio this, State yes. from his body. He did that a couple days ago. Yeah. He did that a couple days you guys ago. guys are behind. Yeah. I think Alvin Kamara would be incredible at stuff like that because you've seen the workouts he does where he has to catch like mm -hmm. the mm – -hmm. He has to catch the right color. You're standing on, on a BOSU on one leg, and they're throwing you a red ball and a blue ball, and they're half green and half – Yeah, you, know, you got to catch the red side. He could give Panda a run for her money. Maybe. He could do it. It's one thing to balance on a freaking BOSU and a whole nother to be on a unicycle. That is nuts. I can stand on a BOSU. I mean, but that, that man, forget it. That's crazy every time I see it. Jeremiah Smith committing to Florida State would probably move them to number two in the rankings. Uh, and, again, think about the conversations we're having. We're talking about players – that are committed in some cases verbally to Ohio State or Alabama or Georgia. In other cases, it's a player that was committed to your rival because they did not see how quickly it is you would be upwardly mobile the way that Florida State is now. And yet, these are all now pretty consistent conversations. So, it's, it's, to me, it's pretty exciting. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Show 
short segment here, obviously, as we're up against it. Went long celebrating Florida State being in the midst of a glorious turnaround in recruiting and the things that are possible, obviously, continue to be uh, revealed on a daily basis with the number of kids that are either rumored that uh, are going to flip or have flipped or whatever it might be. Uh, and how many more you think are still possible to do the same? Uh, I, I listen. The Jeremiah Smith situation, as Tom pointed out, this is a special player. This is uh, a kid that, when you watch those highlights, you think, "Wow, uh, he looks like he could contribute." Day one, steps foot on the campus. By the way, he, if he does flip to Florida State, he's rumored to be a early enrollee. So you're talking about six three, two hundred pounds with that ability. But from here, Tom, all I want to hear about in these rumors are four- and five-star offensive and defensive linemen that are saying, yeah, I, too, want to go to Florida State. That That's where it's at. When you're looking to take the next big leap and have the kind of consistency necessary to be a national title contender on an annual basis, it has to be the dudes up front all day, every day. Now, you know where I'm at with our linebackers and where I want to see this improve but really you got you got to see a huge influx of high quality offensive and defensive linemen to to get the consistency that you're you're looking for yeah agreed this is a big weekend for some of those guys that we currently have on campus to showcase themselves um you know alex atkins said coming out of summer workouts that his favorite thing to do is sit old dudes for younger dudes they have not been able to do that no period Mm -mm. they've not been able to do that and you could argue at different points of the season, perhaps even up to the present day, if somebody was close to ready, I think they might give them the nod, a younger player at maybe a guard position or a tackle position, at least in the rotation. They're if willing they were to close. rotate bodies. Mm-hmm. You know, they're willing to give the reps out, and, and nobody's taking those reps. I'm not classifying that as a red alert signal yet. Uh, I want to see what these guys look like this weekend against North Alabama. But you've had some players that have been here for multiple years in the system. I'm not again, this is not the bust alarm. You know, they're they're not hitting on these kids. But next year's a critical year. It's a, it's their third year in the system for a guy like Julian Armella or Jalen Early, who I know they love. Uh Kayshawn Sapp, Daughtry Richardson, Kanaya Charlton, and down the list we go. That was a heralded group that came in a couple of years ago. Then there's Andre Otto, who I really, really like, who's a true freshman and not ready, and that's not fair to put it on him. Uh, Lucas Simmons would be a redshirt freshman as well. So there's just there's a lot of names that you would like to see emerge because, as Atkins says, he loves to bench old guys for young guys, and it is quite possible that you would have Maurice Smith back for another year or Darius Washington back for another year, or I suppose if there's a way for him to get up to speed, a Robert Scott. But, you know, I think Darius is probably the, more, the most critical piece to that puzzle if we could cultivate another option at center but you know i think what they're going to do in the portal will tell us about how many guys are coming uh, how many guys are coming back and will also tell us about how confident they are with their in-house solutions for the next year or two andre otto has a chance to play next year i think andre otto is a real talent you and i share our belief that he is uh, an up-and-coming player on this offensive line you're right it's not fair to him as a true freshman to be out there but i think he has proven already how valuable he's going to be for this team moving forward. You know, they could have a lot of these guys that you just referenced back because of, you know, the, the I mean, Jeremiah Byers, for example, is a redshirt junior, is he not? 
That's true. He and Keandre Jones. Yeah. I didn't mention those two. Yeah. I'm just talking about the guys that have been here for 75 years. But you're right. Those two could come back as well. And I'm not saying that I'm necessarily wanting that to happen, but they, they've got to get some answers there that are a little bit better than the answers they have currently. And I think that's true for next year at the defensive line, especially if Farmer were to leave. I don't think that he will, but you don't know. And we don't know what Daryl Jackson's going to do at this point. So it's kind of important you find some more guys there as well. Hour number two, fourth coming. Stay with Jeff Cameron, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV.